TFG Football is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like Geek Fruit with fellow and television geeks Tejas Jishnu and Dinkar as they discuss the world of science fiction and nerd culture. You're listening to TFG Football. A new episode is here guys and this is a TFG Indian Football podcast. I'm your host Suju and I have both the boys joining us for phone calls Ranjit and Kevin now. Mind you, all of us are in our respective homes, so in case you hear any disturbance, apologies when we start. Now, it's been a season of a lot of sacking among the coaches. I mean, if you are an EPL fan, then you must be used to it, but we are also seeing the trend happening in Indian football, in ISL and I League, especially this season more so in both the leagues where we've seen sacking of coaches. And ISL was like, okay... You know, it's a short uh, league. We've seen them in the past, coaches going because they want quick results and some of them are not able to deliver that. But I-League also has been seeing a lot of changes this time. And at at present, currently the team that has, you know, been part of the trend is Isola FC, the French champions of India. They won the I-League last season with some great... We saw how a fairy tale story it was, uh, but their coach and players were taken away by other teams and... Then they appointed a new coach and also an assistant coach uh, in Paolo Menezes and Izan Martin Andres. But things didn't go well uh, in terms of result uh, for the matches. There were no, I mean, they didn't play like champions. They didn't look like champions when they were on field. They were struggling a lot. Uh, they lost the ACL match and they were struggling at the moment in I League, currently sixth place. Now, this comes, this shocking news came last night. Either Lachi themselves took to social media to reveal the news and this also came after the goalless draw against Neroka. Now, Sirindik, I'm coming to you. You spent a lot of time in Aizal uh, last season in terms of the book and also after that, you know, you were there when they were leaving for the ACL. Did you see this coming? I mean, was was there a tension in the dressing room? Um, No, actually... <laughs> It, I got I got the news uh, from somebody in Aizol, uh, you know, just before it was broken, and I was like, e-, you know, somebody somebody's trying to pull my leg, but uh, turns out, you know, unfortunate circumstances just converged. I mean, you can see the results. Of course, I I wouldn't I I wouldn't have put Aizol FC in the same uh, peg as uh, clubs like East Bengal, Mohan Bagan, uh, or even ATK. Uh, or some others who will fire a coach if you are not delivering instant results, you know. Mm. But uh, you know that's that's one of the factors. I'm sure uh, last seven eight matches, uh, Isol FC have not managed to win a single one. Uh, last I think they won was uh, 13 January, uh, Chennai City at home. So yeah, there uh, we understand that. Uh, and today marks a month then. Yeah, today actually, yeah, just just about a month since they won a match. And uh, in in the meanwhile, I think they were playing Neroka. Uh, they played uh, Chennai City again. Uh, so I I think uh, the management w- wanted a few wins here and there, especially against Neroka. You know, sure. so all all of that uh, going in, and uh, I think one big factor was uh, what happened uh, with the. Uh, disciplinary uh, situation, right? Uh, after the Mohan Bagan game, uh, the coach got angry 
assistant coach also got angry the the coach has been under scrutiny for repeatedly calling out the coaches uh, the referees uh, and uh, and then Aizol FC get get a 3 uh, lakh fine from AIFF and in hindsight uh, when when the when we sort of i mean somebody should have seen this coming maybe maybe i'm not uh, you know old enough or i'm not experienced enough to uh, have that kind of insight at this moment but in retrospect it feels like oh yeah that makes sense because just 3 lakhs fine no uh, major penalty no point deduction and uh, the isol fc president uh, uh, robert roite goes out and apologizes to aif so mm-hmm. so why did we think that was it you know why would suddenly they get a very uh, light punishment and everything else uh, would be forgiven i think mm-hmm. i think he communicated uh, to the uh, to, to to the disciplinary committee or whoever else it was that yeah we we're going to we're no longer going to have the coach around uh, it's it's i'm not like like nobody has told me this happened i'm i'm saying this is probably what happened because these kind of uh moves are part of negotiating punishment uh because of course aizol fc did not want the last home game moved out or uh, you know uh, some ruling saying that they have to play behind closed doors or something like that uh, or a bigger fine uh you you remember when fc goa uh, had that uh, issue with the isl disciplinary committee and uh, and in in the uh, to to save the point deduction from fc goa the owner said we are stepping out you know yeah. uh, and uh, and that's how fc goa uh, tried to save the season uh, in, in 2016 so i think i think this this may have been part of that uh to to okay. save the to save the club you uh, sacrifice the coach it's a shame because uh, the the coach was pretty good uh, he yeah. he's been doing some brilliant stuff with the club and and just just look at the way they played against zobahan i don't think you needed any uh, a, a better example of uh, what yeah. this team is capable of they lost all their good players not just to isl but to other i league clubs and uh, still still they go out they uh, they get two draws against east bengal uh, they hold mohan bagan uh, and they and they go to 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 with uh, an iranian club and uh, f- for somebody who's playing with this much in experience uh, at this level that's that's not a bad achievement in the end and uh, just just being frank this time as well fc didn't look like they were going to be champions you know last time yeah. was was very different reality this time that indian core was gone so how how better could anybody have done with this team you know so yeah, yeah it's 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 happened uh it's it's always sad to see a good coach go but i don't know kevin yeah kevin i'm going to get you here uh, do you think it's like a move i mean probably something because you want a result but considering the fact that the season is almost over now i mean how about it to say about it because it's kind of surprising at this moment it's not shocking it's surprising i would say because i think the character of the coach was not the best that you know isol fc would be expecting it it's something that we've seen isol fc you know, not doing over the years is you know the the fan violence that happened 
I think that was a dent on on the character of Ezon FC, and 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 probably you know the the management is blaming uh, the 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 coaches, the the, uh, the head coach and the assistant coach to be you know some way part uh, partly being responsible for that. But mm-hmm. looking at the the performances that he's delivered, I think he he was fine. You know, sometimes you cannot do everything with the squad that you have. Whatever yeah. you could do, he did. So somewhere, you know, just seeing the season go by, uh, it wasn't the right moment for for him to go. So probably they could have waited for for the uh, the season to get over. It, it's no sense bringing in a coach uh, when you know your squad is you know not not the best at the moment. What yeah. you you can't be expecting somebody to come and make you know work wonders in a very short span. Three or four matches remaining. You won't expect the table to turn around with those few games. Just letting the coach go at this moment is is not very. It doesn't make sense at the moment. But they mm-hmm. have to do it. You know, probably they've got hidden reasons behind that. And when you use it, you know, he summed up very well. So the possible uh, the possible hidden reasons that we are we not maybe aware of. For me, it's still not the best time to you know, let go of a coach. It's not that they had a slump in their, their performance. Their performances were going well. The results were not in their favor. And it's not that the players were giving, not giving the best. I, I think every other player out there was you know, out being there just to get the best performances. But sometimes the, the squad itself is not that good. So whatever the coach does, is never going to be changing it. So let me uh, quote controversy a little bit more because I've already gone down that road. Uh, I'll just uh, speculate a little further. Okay. Isol FC are not just fighting for the I-League. You know, they've got five games left in the I-League, but there's also Super Cup, which means minimum three games. And they've also got the AFC Cup group stage, which means uh, another minimum of six games. And uh, I think AFC Cup is the biggest assignment that they have. I think uh, Isol FC yeah. will tie, tie their entire being, their entire identity around what they do in the AFC Cup. So it's it's a crucial juncture for the club. And they know that they're, whatever they're doing uh, currently is not working uh, to the to the best of uh, the possibilities right because they they're trying they're going out and they're competing but they're not delivering results and they don't want that to happen in those tournaments so right. here's here's what i'm speculating you know uh, when when uh, I, I was i mean we had that interview with uh, paulo menezes up there uh, in in our uh, one of our previous podcasts you know what right. he reminded me of he reminded me of uh, manuel retamero uh, the f- former Spanish coach of Isol FC, who wanted to uh, teach the Isol FC players uh, to play in the Spanish way with with the Tiki Taka and, and other different beautiful brand of football, and it was not delivering results. They were not getting wins. They were playing well, but they were not getting wins. Um, and then what happened? Johodas came in after he was fired, and, and again that wasn't just because of performance. There was some. Uh, some problem between the management and the uh, coach. He was fired. Johor Das comes in as head coach. Behind him, uh, actually, like taking a big share of the responsibility, was Sir Mala, uh, Mr. K. Malswam Kima. 
uh, who, who is known as Sir Mala among uh, football fans in Mizoram. He is an exceptional coach, a strategic mastermind. The only reason we don't uh, see him uh, or hear him in the national level is because he doesn't speak English and Hindi very well. He's uh, he's mostly proficient in Mizo, so he works in Mizoram, works mostly with Mizo players. Okay, yes. and and what happened after that? They turned that team around, and they reached the final of the Federation Cup. And and when went uh, already. By the way, right now this is a rumor. It's not confirmed. Johodas is being considered to be the head coach of uh, Azol FC once again because he's already at the club as head of youth development. And if he's there, I guarantee you. If if they say Johodas is the head coach now, then Sir Mala is going to be there with him as assistant coach or whatever role he gets. he will be working as well with the team and it's it's sir mala that uh, mr royte really loves and respects i think every every mizo football fan respects sir mala a lot and uh, yeah it for good reason he can turn this shit around and you know what he does he does not try to make them play in a new style he just u- utilizes the best these players can already do and he understands the mizo players so well that uh, that he can uh, you know use them in an optimum level and he does so well in cup tournaments we've uh, already uh, seen in federation cup so what what uh, what do you say that uh, if if i say that maybe azol fc management was not happy with the way things were going already maybe a month back uh, when uh, when azol fc were obviously not in contention anymore for uh, for a title but they waited because if you're going to play in the acl qualifier you need a you need a coach with a pro license and johodas has an a license but now that the acl qualifier is done and they are in afc cup and playing i league and super cup an a license coach is good enough so there is that uh, the licensing requirement is no longer there okay. so what if what if they had made up their mind before and all this just provided them the right you know all the right reasons to finally go through with it what if uh, you know the the management had already decided that look this is not working and if we are to salvage this and do well in afc cup and uh, this thing we we need our uh, we need jahodas there we need sarmala there i'm just saying what if so that that yeah. also may be one of the ways this went down yeah i mean it's crazy because if that was a case they they anyway has johardas with them right because it's probably i don't know i'm just trying to uh i don't know maybe like they could have gone with johardas instead of appointing a high profile coach like no that. no because if you are going to play in the afc champions league qualifiers then you need a pro license coach right and jahadas yeah. doesn't have it sir mala doesn't have it i think sir mala has been trying to get some b or a license i don't know for sure for a while but it hasn't gone through that's that's one of the problems the the uh, exam is in english that's that's the only thing holding sir mala back it's it's a it's a travesty i mean he sh- he should be one of the uh, top indian coaches right now but you know you know what <laughs> it does does the thing yeah kevin of kevin and you Parting thoughts on the whole on a, on on this whole saga that has marred the defending champions. Ah, uh, 
This is a whole new angle that Chiranjit has brought up. I, I, have, I have no idea about this. And uh, if this is true, uh, we will we, we really be shocked. But uh, looking at the remainder of the season, at least in the I-League, uh, you know, mid-table finish or at least getting to the Super Cup is the minimum that Ajol FC at the moment is capable of. And I think they should be good enough to see them through, see themselves through at least the Super Cup. Uh, AFC Cup, I, I doubt they have a team that's you not know, fighting. Hopefully, they can just you know be be there. Uh, we not even go through the group stage, but they have a, a side that's you know that's ready to give a tough fight to some some of the better teams in Asia. But okay. I'm, I, I'm, I seriously doubt if they can go through the group stages. Mm. The only one team qualifies, and there's Bengaluru FC in there. But but I'm I'm I just know uh, again. What I said, the point I made about, uh, you know, the licensing and Sarmala and Johar Das. Look, uh, it's again, that's, this is not this is not something like concrete. This is my speculation. But after the Aizol FC versus Mohan Bagan match, uh, Aizol FC team has been outside since then. Like they went and played Zobahan, then they went straight to Chennai, then they went to Goa, then they went to Manipur. And this is the first time that they returned to Mizoram since then and uh, and this happens so yeah 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 well hopefully we'll see some uh, you know the old the old Lizalas feedback who are you know very great, very good on the field and a lot of these teams of the field things don't uh, take over their good football now moving on I mean uh, it's taking most of the first half talking about this big issue because it needed that much of attention now uh, we slip into a short break here. On the other side, we're talking about uh, an historic day for Gokulam Kerala FC. A club from Kerala who came in and snaked in a win, not snaked in. They had a great match and got two goals against Simon Bagan to cancel out because equalizer. Now, we'll talk about that and also more on Bengaluru FC's AFC Cup campaign because they're going to take on uh, TC Sports Club later tonight in Maldives. So all of that on the other side of the break. Hi, I'm Amit Varma, the host of the weekly podcast, The Seen and the Unseen. In my show, I examine the seen effects and the unintended consequences of public policy and private action. I show how policies meant to help the poor often end up hurting the poor. I've done episodes so far on demonetization, GST, surgical strikes, immigration and MRP. And I will continue my forensic assault on the truth in the weeks to come. Catch the show every Monday on the IVM Podcast app or any other podcasting app that you prefer. Or visit seenunseen.in for all the latest updates. Welcome back, guys. And uh, before slipping into the short break, we spoke about the whole thing that happened to Isol FC, which broke out last night, that they've parted ways with their coach and assistant coach. Now, moving on with some action on the field, uh, we saw... Gokulam Kerala FC take on Mohan Bagan at Mohan Bagan's home ground and things look like some great news because the Malu inside me is very happy for now because uh, 2-1 victory and uh, I think it was FNI or probably himself, Gunnar Umi, who tweeted this saying that he received some messages on WhatsApp saying no other Kerala Blasters could not beat a team in Kolkata and <laughs> Kerala FC did that. Uh, beating Mohan Bagan, what shouldn't even call the real club of Kolkata probably. Uh, 2-1 was a scoreline to in favour of Kerala and what a match. I mean, for the first time I think this season, 
for me when I was looking at their game, it looked like Kerala were in the game from the start and they wanted those goals. They were pressing hard. They put Baga under pressure and, uh, well, they've got the scoreline, they've got the win, they've got three points and uh, much delighted with you, I would say. Kevin, I'm going to get you because I'm going to keep the Baga fan away from you. Uh, <laughs> at least. Uh, <laughs> but what a match, right? I mean, in terms of how Kerala showed their fight and uh, which I think kind of lagged in the start of the season, but they've managed to do that against Bagan. They've had a rocky season, I would say. You know, even after getting into the I League, uh, they didn't really show that promise of a new club, that hunger that was you know, uh, seen in uh, at least like uh, teams like Chennai City and uh, Minerva last season. Uh, you know, we we talked about a transfer, transformation about those teams in the second half of the season. Kokolam uh, Kerala have, haven't really got there. So what? What what's happening with them is uh, again uh, they don't have enough players who played in the top division, and you you would give them you know, that 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 advantage. Okay, uh, that so uh, you won't be expecting them to be very competitive, and just hovering around the the bottom of the season, bottom of the table for so long, so it gets to you at times. So even though the yeah. relegation threat is not there, but at times when you don't have the results coming your way, this is the morale morale of the team is down. And then coming to this game, uh, they obviously knew that Mohan Bagan are also you know, uh, in a phase where, where you know, some team is able to beat them. Unlike yeah. this team Mohan Bagan in the past where they've, they've been you know, is so strong that, that the defense is unbeatable. They weren't in that. So that belief was there in Gokul University and it showed by the way they started. First 20 minutes, I did not see a single real threat put in by Mohan Bagan. It was... Gokulam FC, obviously, again, that uh, their shooting was just wavered, uh, not getting it on target, but all all that was important was that they were able to keep the ball in the opposition half. Mm. Coming to this, uh, no, towards the later half of the first, uh, towards the end of the first half, I think uh, Mohan Bagan did start to uh, put in their, uh, their hold on the game and start in pockets of the game plays, we saw Mohan Bagan just trying to Get in that uh, one, one, uh, one or two shots on goal, but yeah. second half was a whole entire different story. It was a, a match for match. Bokulam uh, uh, really put in that pressure, and they got more closer to the the Mohan Bagan goal. And Chitil Paul, I think he he's made a couple of saves that kept Mohan Bagan in the game till then. Yeah. But what what uh, what what a time we've seen at the this finish of the game. So last last five minutes or so. I think everything, everything lit up. Everybody, I think everybody in the stadium just must have been on the toes at that time. And uh, it, it was a thrilling finish. Uh, but what about the setup by Akram? Now you don't expect somebody from from of a player of his experience to miss a goal like that. Mm-hmm. I I think it's all getting into the head. So when you have an opportunity like that, instead of just finishing it for for real, I think the pressure got to him, and and. He, he did hit the woodwork. No, it, it was more of a miss for me rather than uh, uh, rather being unfortunate. We won't have the luck being blamed on Bagan there. It, it's just you know casual attitude, untidy finishing. Yeah, Dipanda Rika had a chance there. He hit the woodwork. But Gokulam Kerala took their chances. You know, one or two chances they had in the game, and, and they were able to convert that. And that's all you need. And what a, what a finish we had. I think, I think uh, till the end, 
the seven minutes added on really felt like we had another goal coming. But two one was the final result. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say that Gokulam Kerala, you know, uh, is one of the biggest victories that they've got in this season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, didn't we third home defeat? <laughs> now you can you know let the no bagan fine talk. Uh, I don't want to talk about it at all. Uh, <laughs> shit game, shit game, uh, shit finishing. Uh, Akram Mograbi had the chance to finish that game. You know, the, with the with the kind of service he got. just didn't do it uh, it's it's just it's just not nothing seemed to be going right anyway uh, somebody uh, pointed me out uh, pointed it out to me that uh, this i league season uh, mohan bagan have won matches only in the weekends uh, every time they play in the weekdays it's a draw or a loss so i don't know if that's a jinx or not i was like yeah maybe we're going to break the jinx Uh, on so Monday. It's always the case with Bagan fans. You no, know, if there's no Sony Norday, then that's the excuse, and now you've got a new excuse to say. It's not. It's not an excuse. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a freaking uh, superstitious comment made by somebody, and which is stuck in my head now because uh, that thing did not get broken. Yeah, But happens. anyway, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's, it's it's the whole situation is rather stupid. Um, they they should have they should have finished it they should have uh, gotten uh, two goals up by uh, 70 minutes uh, you you can't you can't actually miss chances like this and uh, you can't then uh, complain that you didn't win the match and the defense was all over the place come on uh, the way the way they just went all gung ho and conceded towards the end uh, same same thing happened by the way like Uh, Gokulam scored that first goal. Then they conceded because yeah. their defense did not turn on immediately. And then uh, Mohan Bagan conceded the second goal because their defense was not uh, properly alert. So uh, uh, I, I, I just don't want to think about that game anymore. It's it's over. It's done with. Move on. Well, yeah, moving on. With today we are an early kickoff, and uh, that will be the time deciding match. Uh, coming your way, we spoke about it in detail yes on yesterday's show, and we also have a program by Kevin on our website, thefanzers.com. So do check it out. But meanwhile, we move on to the AFC Cup fixture. We spoke about the whole emergency situation that happened, and you know the things that were happening in Maldives that uh, probably. Would might have uh, kept Bangladesh not going to Maldives, but they decided to go because that's what they are. And they were the football, so there will definitely be security and all of that stuff. And uh, the match day is here. It's at 9:30 p.m. kickoff IFC, and we shall talk about the game today. Uh, what are we expecting from this, and what can we expect from Bangladesh as well? Uh, Kevin, coming to you. Bangladesh taking on TC Sports Club of Maldives. What are your thoughts now? The fact that the numbers also say, sorry to cut you, but the numbers also say that you know Bangladesh have played two matches in Maldives previously and they've got both the games in their favour. So do you think it's going to happen here as well? <laughs> that was a totally different team, and uh, you know, the, the, looking at the squad, uh, I think Roka could have still gone ahead play, playing a, a full strength uh, uh, team here, but he chose not to. Again, uh, we see the reliability on a few younger players uh, in this game tonight, and that's that's the strength of uh, BFC. They've got the squad depth, and they're not they're not shying away from showing off that. And uh, that, that's the belief that they want to uh, show to everybody that uh, they can play multiple tournaments. 
and even perform to, to the best of expectations. So mm-hmm. this will be a, a game where you know, Roka has already seen some of the players that were tried and tested in the past that have done well. And you know uh, they can be walked around, you know, just playing a different strategy, probably it's an away game. They don't want to throw all out there and uh, mm-hmm. risk the, the, the home game being uh, played at a very cautious level. So, uh, I'm not sure, you know, which, which what are the injuries. I'm not sure uh, if uh, Bengaluru have any injury concerns. But I, I think they should be fine uh, with even a one-goal lead coming back to Kantiroa. And it's always best to play your away game first because you, know, you get the advantage of you know, working things around. And just the uh, the fact that you know, it's all that uh, everything have happening around the emergency situation and things are being talked about. There's a lot of support being given from uh, both both governments and the federation as well. So it should yeah. be just another match. Uh, so uh, everything aside, and uh, Bengaluru have their focus on this, and they want to make it to the final once more. So another chance for them. Uh, yes, coming to uh, the Maldives record, it, it's a whole new level. Uh, last season was different. This season, mm-hmm. it, it, again, you know, it's not the, the the same similar squad that's going there. Uh, yeah. There will be rotation, and uh, we've seen uh, Roka do well in the past with the rotation. And it, it's the promising youngsters who will be stepping up. If there will be goals, we will have to see. But uh, trying not to concede can be on their mind. Uh, trust and care is is the name of the very unheard of trust and care football club. Mm-hmm. All right, so then uh, my prediction for this game is uh, it's going to be a goalless draw or probably a one and win to Bengaluru FC. Okay, okay, fair enough, Jandit. Now, both these teams have done well in their preliminary round. Bengaluru winning 3 0 at home and away was a goalless draw. Meanwhile, uh, PC Sports Club had, uh, you know, they were playing a club from Bangladesh and uh, at Sporting Club, they had a good result against them, 3-1 and a 1-0 victory, so I think it was 4-1. So, how do you see, how do you assess this match for the University? Well, um, the Maldives League is uh, rather short, so it runs around like August to November. So, this team is in pre-season, uh, DC Sports Club, uh, Trust and Care. So they're, they're trusting and taking care of themselves way before the league actually starts. So, they don't really have actual matches to like keep them warm right now you know they're not in the in the middle of a league like Bengaluru FC is uh, I think this works in favor of Bengaluru FC because the players are uh, you know in in the middle of the hustle uh, TC Sports Club I would say it's this this just one way to uh, stop that team just double mark this guy uh, Anatoly Anatoly uh, I don't know exact pronunciation uh, Vlasichev, uh, Kyrgyzstani midfielder, but he seems to be scoring all their goals for them. Uh, the guy has play, played like 13 games for the Kyrgyz national team, but uh, hasn't scored. Uh, 39 years old, um, has just been all over, uh, even played for Spartak uh, and uh, other uh, teams, uh, played, in, played in Oman as well. So, yeah, he's been around. He's their star player. He's their star striker. He's their danger man. You hold him down. I don't think they have a tooth left. Okay, okay. so 
so yeah it's 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 going to be pretty easy that way you just uh, you know there are those other uh, players like hashan ibrahim uh, this um, uh, ahmed rivan who can give you that kind of uh, uh, you know edge in a field but i just i'm not i'm not impressed by this team at all in the end you know it's it's doesn't look very intimidating uh, it seems like vlasichev is one of their few foreigners i think he might be the only foreigner who who's part of the squad uh, which makes sense because again this is the this is not their league season their their transfer business is not done properly so you face a team like that if you don't produce the results uh, i don't even know what else to say then uh, as well sorry bengaluru fc have every chance to get like a one goal two goal lead uh, and make their home leg comfortable uh, and they should be able to do it because uh, the bfc defense unlike uh, the uh, the defense of the bangladeshi club saif uh, that tc uh, uh, sports club were playing Uh, in their first preliminary stage uh, it it's it's not it's not very what do you call it it's it's way too uh, more uh, way much more experience way more uh, deep and capable and albert roca is also a way better coach uh, who's uh, you know who knows this tournament well as well so yeah it's it's you can just predict an easy win for bangalore fc here uh, what time is the game 9:30 pm Yeah, and it's obviously not in, uh, not on TV because uh, you know Star Sports couldn't get anybody in the uh, in the country because there's an emergency, of course. So, but uh, of course, Bengaluru FC still got there. Anyway, yeah. if we find if we find a stream, we'll put it up on uh, thefangaraj.com. We'll share the link on uh, at the Red TFG Football on Twitter. So keep an eye. We'll make sure yeah. you get to see the game. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, like. Unlike others, you know, some of them who don't want us to see some matches. But uh, that's all from us, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show, and hope you'll enjoy the race two fixtures we have an I League pillar and also an FC Cup fixture coming your way. Uh, so we're rolling action on this Tuesday. Now, if you did like our show, then be sure to like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the bell icon so you don't miss out on any new episodes from us. Let us know your thoughts about these games and anything else. We will be either. Quote uh, Sarva in the comment section below. If you talk to us directly, you can do that. We're on Twitter. So let's be Toja Bozalis for Kevin Sujanatunali. Have a great day, folks. Enjoy and like it and be sad. Get on the website of Sangras.com for more details in the new football action. Cheers and thank you. Bye bye. He bends down to test the warm water for his bath. He comes here to quench his thirst for a hot shower and some podcasts. You can witness how he enjoys having other people talk about cool stuff in his bathroom. Indeed, it helps him with his loneliness. You can find more of his pieces on ivmpodcast.com, your one-stop destination where you can check out the coolest Indian podcasts. Happy listening.